chapter 8, verse 11. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Romans 8, 11. We started looking at this passage this morning, and we'll continue looking at it this afternoon. Romans 8, 11. I read. It says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. And we, the topic we gave to this today is the Holy Spirit of resurrection. The Holy Spirit of resurrection. And we said the important thing of, about this passage is that the Bible says, the spirit of him that raised up. It doesn't just say the spirit of him that raised Jesus. But it says the spirit of him that raised up Jesus. And we, want, we pointed out the fact that it's very important. That, I mean, do you know it's possible for a person to wake up in the grave? Is it possible or not? Especially with some of our people that when a person dies in the morning, they want to make sure they bury the person before, before sun, sunset or whatever. At times, they bury people that wake up in the grave. And what will happen to them? They will suffocate. That is, uh, uh, I mean, there's something that the Bible calls second death. That one is not even second death. It is preparatory. But that is not a portion in Jesus' name. So, that is somebody that wakes up, that it comes alive in the grave, but is not raised up, cannot come out, is limited, is pressed down. But the Bible says the spirit of him that did what? That raised up. And we said because the Bible says that spirit raised him up, we can say, number one, Jesus is alive. Is that not so? We can say, number two, death has been conquered. And the third point we made in the morning while we were praying is that the grave is empty. I said the grave is empty. For those of us that were not here in the morning, of course, our messages are online. Please, I want you to go and watch this morning's message and especially the prayer point. There are some prayer points we, we said after each of those three points. Jesus is alive, death has been conquered, and the grave is empty. And I pray for someone here today. Whatever belongs to you that has been lodged in the grave, there shall be a divine release. Amen. It shall comfort in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray for someone here today. Whatever be your, 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 it has, instead of becoming your lot, it has become your rod. Do you understand that? The Bible says in Psalm 125, it says, the lot of the righteous shall not, uh, no, 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 the rod of the unrighteous shall not fall on the lot of the righteous. When something that is supposed to be a possession becomes an issue or an item of chastisement, that is when a lot becomes what? A rod. If you are in that situation, God will intervene for you today in Jesus' name. Whatsoever is supposed to be alive that is death in your situation, I speak unto that thing and say receive life in Jesus' name. Because Jesus is alive. The grave is empty. Death has been conquered. And I want us to remember, one thing that we highlighted in the morning that I am never tired of highlighting here is that as a child of God, there is never a reason for you to be afraid of death. Amen? Of course, that doesn't mean you go and try to kill yourself. So long as you, you move in your 
I mean, right course of events. In fact, when death sees that you are not afraid of it, it doesn't bother you. Say that one. There's no gain in killing him. And that's why the Bible says, Jesus said in Revelation chapter 1 verse 18, he said, I am he that was dead, that is alive. And I have what? I have the key of what? Of death, of grave. I have the key of hell. Hell has no impact on me. Because Jesus is the one that goes into hell and does what? And pulls men out. He's the one that makes up his mind. I had a story yesterday of a young man. In his lifetime, he was one of those that said, there's no God. That, I mean, like somebody would tell you, they would say, all these things is just, uh, preachers just want to make money from you. Forget this story about God. And then he was involved in a car accident. And everybody in that car died, including himself. And when he got to, uh, 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 what do you call it? When he got to heaven, so to say, he was asked, number one, realization has done on him. That what? There is God, there is heaven, there is hell. He was asked. Now, he was the one recounting this when he came back to life. He was asked, why do you think you belong? He said, I know. I know where I belong. I never believed the pastors and the preachers. But I know that, no, let me not say I. He said he knew that he belonged to where? Hell. <laughs> he said he knew he belonged to hell. And he went into hell. And he saw all his friends that had died in their group. They were all where? In hell. He saw his grandmother. He saw his grandfather. He saw his parents. He saw all of them in hell. Burning in hell. But God just decided to do what? To have mercy on him. After he had gone around hell, he was now taken to heaven. And when he got to heaven, he saw two people that he knew. One cousin and one cousin or something like that. The people that were making fun of, he saw them in heaven. His loved ones were all where? In hell. And he was just sent back. When he woke up, and he began to tell the people around him what he had seen. They were already getting ready to bury him. Of course, they thought, this man is, is, is deranged. He said, in the revelation, in the vision he saw, nobody told him to go and preach to anyone. But when he came back to life, he made up his mind. That for the rest of his life, he would be a street preacher. You know what I mean by that? He wasn't looking for a church. He wasn't looking for an organization that they would say, oh, um, Jesus is king. No, no, no. He said he would be a street preacher. He had seen his relatives in hell. And he made up his mind that for as long as he lives, as many as God brings him in contact with, he will tell them, there is heaven, there is hell. Brethren, Jesus Christ has the key of death and the key of hell. In other words, you will not go to hell if you accept Jesus. But if you reject Jesus, you are going to hell. Either you believe it or not. The Bible says it is given unto man to die. How many times? Once. And after this, the judgment. 
after this the judgment. Anyone that dies without fulfilling the purpose of God is a wasted life. It doesn't matter how many houses you have. It doesn't matter the things you can show for your life on earth. It doesn't matter how many goals. You know, we set goals. We tick them off. You use your iPad and your whatever it is. It doesn't matter how many goals you think you have fulfilled. I want to be a millionaire at the age of 35. I want to be a millionaire at the age of 15. Some people have done it. Is that not so? There's a story of a young guy on, on, uh, I mean, on the internet. At the age of 10, he's a Jew. His parents gave him, I think there's something they say they do at the age of 10. Is it Bar Mishpah or something? Is it, uh, they gave him $10,000 as a gift for marking that age. And the boy decided to go and invest it in the stock market. By the time he was 20, he was already a millionaire. He had money. But brethren, if that young man dies without Jesus, what will his money do for him? I was told the story of a Nigerian politician who put, is it about 800 million naira in PVC, stolen money, hidden in PVC. When the thing was now found, what happened? The money had begun to, it had, uh, what? Yeah, decayed. So it was no longer money. They picked it up, the thing was just cut and breaking. 800 million naira. Brethren, no matter how devalued the currency is, that's a lot of money. Tell somebody that's a lot of money. He stole it, he had no use for it. That's how God will be catching thieves. Heaven is real, and hell is real. But Jesus has the key of death and of hell. So you don't need to be afraid of death, and you don't need to go to hell. You will not go to hell in Jesus' name. Because you are here today, I decree one more time, you will not go to hell in Jesus' name. Whatever will make you to go to hell, God will eliminate it from your path in Jesus' name. So the first thing I want, want to highlight today, because he was raised from the dead. Because he was raised from the dead, number four, he is not limited in any way again. He's not what? All limitations are gone. If I want to go to Toronto now, I will, I will uh, where's Brother Alex? I will ask for Brother Alex, Brother Alex, and we need to go to Toronto, let's go. He will drive me in, in his car, we'll go together, we'll come back. But once Jesus was risen from the dead, he could go anywhere. He needed no car again. We are talking about the Holy Spirit and the resurrection. At that point in time, his body was no longer natural. He was no longer mortal. He had become what? Immortal. No more limitations. Nothing could stop him. The Bible says in June, I mean John chapter 20, John chapter 20, verse 19. John chapter 20, verse 19. John 20, 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, the doors were what? Where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in their midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. The doors were shut. There was no door for him to come in. But the man already said, I am the door. Is that not so? No wall could prevent him. He appeared in their midst. The same way he appeared to many during the course of that time. 
before he, before he eventually went to, to be with the Lord. This is the Holy Spirit at work. Jesus was no longer just flesh and blood, but was already quickened. He was what? He was quickened. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45, the Bible says, And so it is written, The first Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made what? A quickening spirit. A quickening spirit. And you know, Jesus was not just quickened. He quickens you and I. That's why he transforms you. That's why he makes you what you can be. He makes you what he wants you to be. I hope somebody is listening to me this afternoon. No more limitations. There was no way he could be limited again. Let's rise on our feet. We are going to say a few prayers and then we'll sit down again. Let's rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet. No more limitations. When, when the day that Jesus was resurrected, the Bible says an angel descended. There was an earthquake. And what happened? The stone was rolled away. The stone, the Bible says the stone was rolled away is for our own information. He needed not to roll the stone away for Christ to come out. Is that not so? He didn't wake up. He didn't resurrect. I mean, this, with this type of flesh, it will just come out. But so that you and I will know that every limitation should be rolled away. The stone was rolled away. You are going to pray. Say, Father, every stone of limitation on my path, roll it away right now. Roll it away right now. Every stone of limitation. Every stone of limitation. Father, roll it away. Lord, roll it away. Lord, roll it away. Lord, roll it away. Every stone of limitation. Every limitation of my path, roll it away, Father, in the name of Jesus. I roll away, I roll it away. Every stone of limitation, Father, roll it away in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are praying. You say, Holy Spirit, roll away. Every limitations on my path in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Holy Spirit, roll away. Roll away every limitations on my path in the name of Jesus. Roll them away. Roll them away. Roll them away. Holy Spirit, roll away every limitations on my path in the name of Jesus. Mazole Kebosh Andaria. Roll away, Holy Spirit. Every limitations on my part in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are praying. You know, uh, in the book of Hebrews chapter 1. Uh, okay. I'm trying to see that passage where it says, Are they not ministering angels? Uh, verse 14. Okay, good. God bless you. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. The Bible was talking about angels. He said, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to do what? To minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? 
So those angels are sent forth to minister for who? For who? Some people are not sure. Okay, maybe you are not born again. If you are not born again, they are not sent to minister for you. But if you have given your life to Christ, the Bible says those angels are sent to minister for you. To go on assignment for you. You are going to pray. You say, angels of the living God. Roll away my limitations. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Angels of the living God. Roll away my limitations in the name of Jesus. Angels of the living God. Roll away my limitation. Roll away my limitation. Roll away my limitations, O Lord. Angels of living God. Roll away my limitations. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are prayed. You are going to declare, you say, I will reach my goal. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. You are prophesying to yourself. You are speaking glory to yourself. Say, I will reach my goal. I will reach my goal. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Let's have our seat. Let's have our seat. Let's have our seat. We are welcome. One more time. You will reach your goal in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will reach your goal in Jesus' name. Amen. So because the Bible says by that Holy Spirit, Jesus was raised up. The fifth point I want to make is he was taken up. He was what? He was taken up. He was taken up. In Acts chapter 1 verse 2, Acts chapter 1 verse 2, Acts chapter 1, the Bible says, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. So because he was raised up, he was taken up. If he had not been raised up, he, 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 like I would say, he ain't going nowhere. Amen. If he had not been raised up, there was no being taken up for him. But because he was raised up, he was taken up. And I speak to somebody's life here today. You are going higher. I say you are going higher. I say you are going higher. You know when the Lord told the children of Israel, he said you have circled round upon this mountain long enough. I want to speak into somebody's life here. In the midst of pandemic, you will excel. In the midst of pandemic, you will prosper. In the midst of this pandemic, you will, you will flourish. When men are talking of a lockdown and a cut down, yours shall be the story of a lifting up in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. He was taken up. Brethren, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. And this same work of the Holy Spirit will be repeated at the rapture of the church. In fact, the last action of the Holy Spirit in this dispensation is what? It's the rapture. It's the rapture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians 15, from verse 51 to verse 53, 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 53, the Bible says, Behold, I show you a mystery. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 53, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed. Tell somebody I will be changed. 
<laughs> because if you are not changed, you are not going to heaven. Even those who are going to hell, they will be changed. Is that not so? Even those who are going to hell, they will be what? Because if they go to hell with this body, before they are there for five minutes, what will happen to them? They will die. But there's no dying there. Everybody will be changed. But your change will be for good in Jesus' name. He said, we shall all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound. Hallelujah. And the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on what? Immortality. Immortality. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. From verse 13 to verse 17. Verse 13. He said, but I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not as others which have no hope. In other words, when anybody dies in Christ, they are not dead. What are they doing? They are asleep. And because they are asleep, he said, I will have you not ignorant. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so then, also we sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. You see, Jesus was lifted up. And the Bible says, we. Tell somebody, that includes me. He said, we shall be caught up together. Jesus is lifted up. We will be lifted up. We will meet with him. There's a celebration time in the air. The Bible says, what the Bible calls the marriage supper of the Lamb. For seven good years in the sky, we'll be enjoying with the bride. I mean, with the, with the bridegroom. We are the bride, right? Yes. Brethren, you know, at times when you hear these things, they look like fairy tales. The Bible confirms it. But not just the Bible. Men that God has given the grace to see life in the, I mean, people that have died, that God has given the opportunity to come back, like the brother I just told you about. They've confirmed. They've been to heaven. They've seen hell. I don't want to see hell, brethren. I don't want to know anything about hell. I just want to get to heaven. I'm on a narrow road. And there's no going back in Jesus' name. There's no going back in Jesus' name. One of our pastors was sharing with me just this last week. He said, he was lying down on his bed. All of a sudden, he just realized that his spirit left his body. And his body was still on the bed. And he was looking at it. Amen. See, all these things will not be there in heaven. <laughs> Amen. So he just realized that his spirit left. And as he was looking at his body on the bed, he saw that his wife was now tapping on him. And she realized he wasn't answering. And she called the children, come, 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 come. But he was already out. Before he knew it, he found himself on the street. He just found himself going. And then he found him, him, himself in a place that looks as if it is the end of the world, like a beach. And from the beach, 
it just started, it was flying now. And it's like it got to the, the, the shores of heaven. You will get there in Jesus' name. But you will not just get there, you will enter in there in Jesus' name. I say he saw, he found himself before an angel. And the angel put a big crown on his head. And there are four other crowns, but they look like, what do you call them? Ring. And they put them on, the, on four of his fingers. He said, I was asking her, but this looks like crown. How come I have one big one and four small crowns or whatever? See, the angel told him that because your assignment is not yet completed. Amen? Because your assignment is what? By the time your assignment is completed, these ones that look like rings will be what? They will be as big as the one on your head. And they will be crowns for you. You have work to do. Go and warn my people. Of course, at that point in time, if they give you the option, do you want to go back, what will you say? In fact, if they don't ask you, do you want to go back, you don't, you don't need to be asked. But uh, this one too is good enough. Uh, um, this big crown is good enough. Let me stay here. I don't want to go back. He said, no, you've not finished your assignment. Go back. And then he came back, he woke up, and he found out that his wife was sound asleep beside him. Amen. He was given an insight. What am I trying to bring out? <laughs> this heaven we are talking about is not fairy tale. The rapture that we say will take place is not fairy tale, brethren. It will take place. Jesus was lifted up. That you and I may be what? Lifted up. The Bible says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. With the Lord. You will make it in Jesus' name. Point number six. Do I still have time? Um, I'll stop there. Let's rise on our feet. It's 1.30 already. Let's rise on our feet. Just one prayer point we are going to pray. Just one simple prayer point. We said Jesus was lifted up. You say, Father, lift me up. <laughs>